Hello and welcome to the Orion Report. Tonight I'm going to be reading an article from our website, Orion Sanctuary, the IA, which you can find at www.urionism.com. So without further ado, let's get started. Universal Gnostic Monotheism is a very basic term to describe Orionism. Not exact, but employed loosely for the purposes of identification. Humans love to define ourselves, and perhaps we have a need to categorize and organize things within ourselves and in the world around us. There is a need to belong, and a compulsion to define borders and nations, boundaries and classifications, parties or factions. The tendencies of humans to create camps and tribes is natural, just as animals group into herds, prides, packs, flocks, etc. Hierarchy itself is a consistent theme within the natural order. Yet there are genuine differences, reasons for the lines humans draw, born of issues that divide and separate humankind into distinct philosophical, cultural, national, tribal, and ethnic groups, as well into political parties and factions. There are distinct worldviews, such as the ever more distinct social-political divisions of left versus right. In primeval times, we were hunters and gatherers, little different than packs and prides, roaming the earth, living rather universally the same, even with similar animistic beliefs and monosyllabic languages. This was the Eden state. Humanity living harmoniously with nature, and it is, in a sense, the pre-Babel condition. Babel is a biblical idea that actually reflects the rise of civilization in Mesopotamia, in which tribes were unified around ziggurats, common gods, common language, gathering in cities and planting crops, leaving behind the hunter-gatherer lifestyle with the development of religion and government. However, remember the story of Cain and Abel, an illustration of those chosen by God being those who remained nomadic herdsmen and those who were given the mark of Cain, foreshadow of the mark of the beast. The builders of cities, the entire urban spirit was of Cain while the rural spirit was of Abel, Seth. Such is the very root of what we see today, between the paradigms of leftists versus rightists. Universal monotheism, for us, simply means that Uranianism has one God, encompassing previous ideas of one or a most high deity. As a religion, as a philosophy, we believe in one supreme spirit beyond gender, beyond even human notions of right and wrong. How often has the moral code of the monotheistic God disagreed with human notions of right and wrong? Our idea of the one, most high, monad hypsistos, is personal. That is, the highest being is absolutely aware of you absolutely present and participating in your life experience, pulling at you at a deeply internal level, 
towards a transcendent unity of purpose and will. Psychic spiritual evolution toward ever higher states of conscious awareness and moral behavioral improvement. In the sense of morality, though reflective of traditional religious values, in truth, the Orion sense of it is about outgrowing materialism. The meat-minded vanity and pettiness and short-term thinking that is the profanity of human existence for most people. Breeding, sleeping, eating, ever striving for fleeting possessions and accolades. In the long view of eternal existence, it is repetitious insanity. Monotheistic morality is, as a pattern, rather anti-materialistic, compelling humans to rise above mere animal thinking and behaving, pointing to an eternal goal and meaning. More than this, however, if you look closely, our moral concern is primarily with the suffering and cruelty that evil, lawlessness or bad behaviors, bring to the individual and society as a whole. As the ancient Gnostics, we see that human spirits are trapped on a gerbil wheel, round and round, running so very fast and getting nowhere, not really, coming back again and again, erased and reset again and again. Also, like the ancient Gnostics, we concur that transcendence must be the goal, for the world is fundamentally broken and wrong. Here we are enslaved, institutionalized to want all this and glory in this prison life. When we say the world, we do not mean the planet or nature, but civilization, which itself seems a machine designed to keep spirits here, blind us to the divine and the transcendent ideal. Unlike Gnostics, we see not a demiurge character in our teachings, so much as angles of viewing the one. The Jewish way, the Muslim way, the Christian way, our perspectives, approaches, ideas, as humans grasp to conceive of and commune with the divine. Certainly, like every human organization, religion has helped and harmed. But human nature itself seems to be more the culprit than any particular philosophy. Entropy, corruption, egotism, selfishness, indeed the worship of self and the baser motivations of the meat-minded masses, these tend to imbalance and pull down any elevated intention or altruistic idea. In another sense, the cultural or national notions of one God or a highest God are imperfect echoes of one supreme spirit and might be seen even as personal faces of God, humanized masks or personalized facets on a gem of ideas. These masks of eternity are, by intent, brought by that emanated one, the Word, who calls all to climb Jacob's ladder toward the highest one, the real. Wisdom speaks within, guiding us ever upward, out of division and confusion, 
toward realization and wholeness. In example, we do not view Yahweh of the Jews, or what some call an Iron Age Sky God or Sky Daddy, as the Demiurge, as most Gnostics do. Some people need God to be a Sky Daddy. So what? In a world where so many children have grown up without father figures, or with daddy figures that were less than ideal, it is to be expected that the Sky Daddy God is falling out of favor. But the opposite is true as well. That the idea of a divine parent is what many need, as a surrogate, to psychologically cope with the realities of this age. Jesus Christ is certainly the idea of an ultimate bro, a best friend, who never forsakes you, and a personal patron and counselor, all in one. Indeed, for many women, nuns, Jesus is an idealized mate. Why is it needful to tear this down? Why is the hope and aspiration to eternal purpose and meaning so offensive to entire segments of the population? The holistic view of the One Spirit is too much for most people, admittedly. Too inhuman to understand, grasp, or feel a personal connection with. Still, when you set aside all the masks, experience the Supreme directly, and just sit in the presence of the limitless living light, there is a calm, a serenity, a presence of rapturous love, but also of deep, deep wisdom. That spirit does not call us to carnality, profanity, lawlessness and debasement, vulgarity and narcissism, lowness. Quite the contrary. It calls each of us to true majesty, realized individuation, ascendant purpose, unending love. If you need the Supreme to wear a mask, as Jesus or Mary or as El, Anu, Yah, often seen in the Moses archetype, that's fine. But I tell you true, the Spirit of God is wearing them all. The I am that I am is with you and within you right this moment. Yet, duality is not the way of truth. The enemies of ascension, the darkness, the anti and the un, these are because they are. There is no freedom without choice. There is no victory without a foe to overcome, whether within us or beyond us. The opposites conflict, and from this comes growth. It is needful, effective. In any given generation of humanity, most souls are recycled. The vast majority in death download their soul, experiential data, and return to grow another soul, identity. There are places of respite, but the spirit departs and returns. It is and has always been. There is an entire hierarchy of discarnate minds, entire non-material, etheric and astral civilizations around this system, guiding and hurting souls along the road, maintaining the system at all costs out of a sense of righteousness. The process feeds itself, nourishes itself, has its great minds and powers, gods if you will, with its stratified overarching philosophical principles, all constructed to justify and maintain the circular system. 
maintaining the status quo of the world. A few, however, in every generation and nation rise above it, beyond it. Our purpose, our call, is to increase that number and indeed, if possible, replace the beast system that is enriched by the continuation of the status quo with a spirit system that perpetuates ascension, a river of souls flowing into the immortal condition rather than a trickle. From the source, I am that I am, flows wisdom and the word. The word is spoken and written and shared thusly. Wisdom speaks to the heart as conscience. The un, the anti-spirit, the I am not, is the shadow. It is not binary because it is not. It is nothing. It is absence, yet strangely acts with will and purpose. That purpose may be by design or necessity, but it is antithetical to our existence, our common or individual good. It is necessary to freedom, but to choose it is to choose self-destruction, embracing the erasure and your own ultimate oblivion. It is implosion, as if into your own inner black hole, being swallowed by the shadow of self. Our entire global society as of late seems to be embracing its shadow, elevating the profane over the sublime. We see a bizarre vision, twisted, depraved, anti, ever more predominant, that rejects the spirit in favor of the anti-spirit, expressed in abomination, vulgarity, the anti-natural, the collective self-abasement of the human race. Bad sob drum rising. It is the predicted Antichrist spirit, called in the Bible the spirit of lawlessness, in all its constituent parts and expressions personified as if a multitude of incarnate demons rising so many social, political, and spiritual leaders, yet one unnatural and unholy unspirit, the anti, the I am not, as a collective death impulse within the human unconscious. The light of God shines in the darkness and calls us to resist the shadow, to hold fast to the light of word and wisdom of the divine and shine preferably not under a bush. Parting thoughts. You are your spirit, not your body, not your brain. Your soul is your human identity but your spirit existed before your body and thus before your soul. Your soul is born of your spirit as your spirit is born of its archon or aeon, greater collective spirit. Individuation is about unifying your temporary identity with your eternal identity. Your spirit gains a sense of individuality and your soul gains immortality. The devotions of our path help to form a relationship and a bond with the highest self-source, monad hypsistos, the one and most high, and in so doing to be liberated from all inferior masters, gaining access to the infinite domain of the monadic. The necessity of the one master is also humility, 
escaping the trap of the vanity and the implosion of egotism. The spirit is anchored to your manifest form by a single ion within your material matrix. But it is not the body, neither localized thereto, not in its entirety. It is more like an umbilical cord connecting the localized soul to the etheric, astral, causal, and spiritual levels of your unrealized being. And that's it. It's quite an article, quite a lot to chew on to think about. We welcome any comments if you decide to visit the website. And we welcome new members curious as to this interesting and unique path. Thank you very much for joining me. And remember, Uranism.com. Good night.